Oh, hello there, folks. Richard Miller here again with the Nine Step Brand Builder Podcast. Now, if you guys have ever wondered how to get yourselves or your business in the media without spending a darn fortune on advertising, today's podcast is for you. I'm joined today by the Managing Director of Media Stable, that is Mr. Nick Hayes. Hello, Nick. G'day, Mr. Miller. Lovely to be with you. And uh, yeah, very excited to have a chat about this because... It doesn't cost a huge fortune in money, but it might cost you a bit of time, might cost a bit of your IP, but more than anything, it might cost you a little bit of your energy, but it all pays off. Well, you know, it's going to cost you in some way, shape or form, isn't it? So it, it, <laughs> you've got to choose no your pain. Thing, there's no such thing as a free lunch and there's no such thing as free publicity. So anyone that tries to tell you, look, you know, come and do my course, I'll get you some free publicity. It's just not true. That's right. Something, it's about it's going to cost somewhere. You got to choose your pain. You got to choose your pain, Nick. Now, before we get into all that, I want to know a bit about Media Stable. Why don't you tell us a bit about what the business does? Okay, thanks, Rich. Well, look, the, about ten years ago, in fact, we're eleven years old. Uh, we decided to, and by by we, myself and a few others decided, look, we want to change the system a little. We want to we want to uh, shake it up. It was more around the fact that. Uh, I've worked in communications, in PR, in media. I've been a broadcaster. I've done all types of media. Uh, I've run my own PR company. I've done all that kind of thing. And and when I just returned back from the UK, just before my wife and I started to settle down to start a family, we were looking at a model that was partly used in the UK, somewhere where I think you know very well. Just a little bit. Um, It was designed more for (coughs) journalists to uh, for for PRs to find and access the right journalists. We thought, well, when I say we, it's mainly me, uh, <laughs> thought that we could actually go, well, look, you know what, what could journalists use to find the right experts? So just flip that system around. Yep. And Media Stable was born, but it did take a few years for that to happen. I've got business partners now, my uh, uh, two two fellas. One's my digital guy, and one's also two. One of probably the best uh, name in media running around. He's my director of media engagement. But uh, it did take a little while to come up with it. It did take a little while for it to settle in and for people to adapt and to adopt it. But it's all built around relationships, connections, and quality content. So mm. we got that part right, and uh, and that's why media uses us, and that's why experts uh, jump onto our platform. They want to they want to jump onto a platform that's it's that's trusted, that's recognised, and yep. actually gets results. What was interesting when we spoke earlier today, um, we had a coffee earlier today, and you were telling me that the probably one of the biggest USPs is the fact that you focus more on the individual, the the CEO or the director or the business owner, than you do on the actual entity itself, which is a, a, a far cry from the huge, isn't it? Oh, look, it is. And I think, you know, it's not, it's, it's, this is not rocket science that we're working with here. It's, it's basically the fact that media actually wants to talk to the human beings. Mm. They don't necessarily want to talk to the brand. Um, you know, brands sit in that advertising space in that paid area of media, whereas the individuals, it's more around that earned media. And, yeah. and earned media is not easy to get. It's, it's one of the toughest to do. Um, in its name, you've got to earn your right to be there. Mm. And that is very much at the feet of every CEO, MD, business owner that's running around because they are the getting their hands dirty. They are the salt of the earth of the business. They are their business. Yeah. 
and there's every opportunity for them to be in the media. So the earned media side is what we concentrate on and we tend to stay away from the brand. Talk about the difference between, for those who don't know, the difference between earned media, as you put it, that's the term, and, and paid media. For, um, that's the obviously the antithesis. In the, in the very simplest of ways of saying it, paid media is what you pay for. It's mm. your advertising. It's your, your digital marketing. It's your positioning where some dollars have to be paid to the very platform that's presenting it. So a good example of that, it's your television advertisements, it's your newspaper ads, it's your ads that are running on Google, it's your ads that are, are running where you've had to pay or a transaction has been made to, to get your message or your story across. The difference on earned media is when you are either an expert, a commentator, you've got experience, you've got knowledge, you've got what the media is actually looking for. So they're seeking out your IP, mm. your views, your position. And that's when you get <clears> placed <throat> in radio, television, uh, newspaper and online media. And it's, and it's really the, it's the golden crown of all kind of media because it's what all business owners are seeking. Because I tell you what, Richard, there's a lot of them that are sitting out there and going, why did, why did the advertiser go to my competitor yeah. to have a chat? about my industry and about why didn't they seek out my opinion and view? Yeah. And nine times out of 10, it's just because they just didn't know you had that or that you're prepared to speak. So earned media is, is so powerful because it's also trusted. It's actually respected. Um, whereas, you know, we can all do up a four or five page, uh, lovely marketing pamphlet on our business, yeah. but not many of us can get on page four of the advertiser or do an interview with Matthew Pantelis on five double a yeah. it's, a challenge and you've got to position yourself you've got to and you've got to follow a few few of the little rules of media to get there but when you do it and you do it well you get asked to come back again and uh, you get to be known as the expert of your industry and i guess the the point that you're touching on there is it's about credibility, right? Because, you know, I'm an advertising guy, as you know, from way back, right? I've been selling advertising space for 20 years, but the, anyone can buy advertising space and you can, anyone can buy premium space on TV or in the newspaper or whatever. But I guess if you are asked to commentate on your subject matter and you're painted as being that authority, um, that carries more weight. So does. It, it does. And, you know, I, I just recently did a webinar for a lot of uh, accountants and also to architects that, you know, they, 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 they've been brought up in the life when they used to you know, advertise in the yellow pages. Yes. They used to position their brand. That was the only way that they could get their message out there. And boy, you know, yellow pages, I, I still <laughs> remember them being dropped off at the home. Yeah. Um, now, these days, you know, you use them to keep your doors open. <laughs> well, you did. I used to keep my computer up. In fact, it wasn't, it was only a couple of years ago that I've switched the box over to, to get my computer up to, to a proper height. Yeah. But that, they were the days when you advertised and paid and you got yourself done. And it was very good business because yeah. it was the only source of uh, where a, a business could be sought and found. And, Nowadays, it's, there's so many other challenges that are out there. But when you do get yourself some earned media, when you do position yourself as an expert and authority, they know how difficult it, does, it is to get. And it does carry that authority. It, it just puts you above your competitors. Mm. And also, too, when people come to find you or to seek you out, they do their research. And 
they possibly will go through your website, etc. But one of the great pages they always go to is your media page and see how active you are. Yeah. What kind of contributor you are to the conversation? Do you start the conversation? And, and I, I, I love this one. You know, you remember the little line, you'll know this from advertising, is the as seen on TV. <laughs> yes. You know, it, it is. It is as heard on radio, yeah. as as seen in the newspaper. In fact, I was, I was at my son's football uh, on Sunday, uh, sorry, Saturday, and uh, one of the dads came up and said, I, I heard you on 5AA the yeah. other day. Yeah. And it's like, you know, oh, you're the one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, that's <laughs> – but – that he's not my target market. He's not yeah. my audience. But you reach people in a different way, and that's and that's our challenges because we we can't be at every networking event. We can't be doing all those kind of things. You've got to do it. And by the way, you've got to do advertising as well. I'm not against advertising, mm. but that earned media that's the goal. That's what every business owner should be seeking. It is, and look, I've always said there's many spokes in a wheel. You know, there's not one solution to a problem. Um, and the more places you're seen and heard, the better. You know, people are going to see you and hear you in different places. And of course, that that reinforcement of, of message is key as well. But if we assume now that, uh, because, you know, I think we've established the fact that earned media and getting a spot in the media as an expert is a great thing to do. What makes a good subject matter expert? How do, If someone's listening tonight and they're going, yeah, I'm, do you know what I need? To, what makes someone good? Oh, I, I love this. I love this because you know what, Richard, at the end of the day, it's not the one that delivers perfectly. Mm. It's not the, you know, the great scripts and, uh, you know, driven from a, that perfect orator that gives the, you know, the Barack Obama sort of speech. Yeah. It's not that at all. In fact, you know, I'm I'm pretty good at it, and I make multiple mistakes in everything that I do, and I and I do that half the time, even when I'm not meaning to or, or, or not even trying to, just so people know that it is me because yeah. I do make multiple mistakes. You're human. Yes, you've got to be human. You've got to be human in everything that you're doing because at the other end, you can be. You can try to be the perfectionist, but you never will be. Mm. So just celebrate who you are. I think the best subject matter experts to me are those with five to 10 years minimum experience. Yep. I think the best subject matter experts are those that put their hand up and say, hey, um, I've got something to say. I am prepared to say <coughs> it. I want to say it. And I also want to leave a legacy behind. I want people to remind, you know, remind people that, you know, maybe in a year's time, in five years' time, 10 years' time, that I actually had something to say on the particular uh, subject in my industry, in my business, yeah. what was going on. Um, and look, the other side of it is, is I just think you've just got to be genuine to yourself. You've got to be yourself. You can't, we don't need another Bernard Salt out there. You know, we don't need other commentators replicating other commentators. Yep. What we need is just people that have real experience, real authority, that they, they know who they are, they trust mm. who they are, and they just put their hand up and say, yep, I want to be that expert. Yeah. Uh, they tend to be your best subject matter experts. So let's assume that, that you know, you're a subject matter expert. You get your first gig because you've written a good profile and, and someone like yourself has put someone like me up to the media and I've got my first gig. What gets the second invite? You know, what, 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 what are the media looking for in that that gets you the second invite? Well, look, the media has one servant. The mm. media has one servant, and that's its audience. So if you're talking to that audience and you're reaching into it and you're communicating with them effectively, so you're, you're speaking their language, uh, you know who their audience is, you know the demographic of it, so you're actually speaking to them. You know, when you are good with them, and, you know, talk radio is a good example. If you get a couple of talkback callers uh, ringing in and, and engaging with it, they know that it's got talk talkability or... or 
I heard that term being talkability. used by a producer on radio. Talkability. <laughs> I love it because we love to talk. We're communicators. We're natural communicators. We we want to feel something from the people that we're engaging or listening to or yeah. reading about or, or watching. So that that's um that's a big part of it. I, I I really think that the people that get asked back are those that have contributed, answered the question, delivered the best possible way that they can. But you know what? Brought their own energy to the table. They yeah. they've really they're not just going through the motions. They're actually living and breathing. And Richard, I, I've seen you up and about. You live and breathe what you do, mm. and I. I adore that. I think that's fantastic. And I, I see a lot of people running around South Australia, around Western Australia, Melbourne, Sydney. You can see the business owners that are up and about because they're not just going through it, the motions. They are really living and breathing yeah. their work. And they're the, they're the people that get asked back. I think you've got to be a student of your own craft, don't you, constantly? I think it's so important. I, I think if you, if you if you think you know it all, then you you know you 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 finish basically. You're done. Oh, I so agree. And you know, you and I have had conversations around. I, I will never ever claim to know everything about what we're doing. I learn something every single day, yeah. um, and I, I particularly learn a lot. We do a little event called Meet the Media, mm. and I, I reckon I've been around media what twenty five, almost close to thirty years in some form, and. Um, I learn something every time I go to those events. I learn something when I when when I'm going to a networking uh, event and just having a chat to someone that's delivering a little differently or got a different you know slant or style to the way that they're uh, they're communicating. It's yeah. it's so powerful. You never you'll never know it all, but um, what I, what I do know is that you've really got to give yourself. It's it is all about authentic you. It's yep. real you. And um, you've also got to trust in the relationships because I think the, the real key to this is that uh, while you will see sometimes your competitors up and running in the media, you, 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 you've got to kind of understand where did they get that opportunity yeah. from? Was it from a trusted source? Were they being promoted in a different way? Did they know the journalist, the producer, the presenter at the other end? Yeah. Relationships is key. And we all know this in business that relationships is key. And it's it's no different to media. No, absolutely. And and again, I think you just touched on something that I'm quite passionate about, and that is, you know, I've got this thing at the moment. I'm sort of coining this phrase that different is better than better, because in in my opinion, if you are always trying to be better, then effectively, by you know nature of the word, by by the pure definition of the word, you are always in competition, right? So, trying to be different is, of course, going to mean no competition. What are your thoughts on that? Um, being different is, is is sort of, you know, taking that little bit of a risk, put your head above the parapet and, and have a look around and say, look, I've got a different opinion to you. Yeah. I've got a different position. I This is what I believe, but it's got to be authentic and real. And I, I know that word authentic gets thrown around. It's one of those, and I know we'll love, I know you love to talk about language, but yes. authentic is a word I think that does get overused yeah. quite a bit. But I don't think that gets used enough when it comes to media. I think we really do need to find those real people. For instance, politicians. Mm. There's nothing authentic about anything that they've ever delivered uh, because, you know, you can see that they're just reading from messages yeah. and key messages to get out there. They don't even listen to the question. They're just pushing a message. Yeah. Whereas other experts and commentators, you can see and you can hear that they are engaged, they listen and they care yeah. and that's and that's and that's something really powerful 
Yeah, and and that that's the point. I mean, when I say you know be different, it doesn't mean be different and be inauthentic. It means find your true self because everyone does have a uniqueness within them. Um, I just feel, and especially in a business sense, and as you know, this is my thing, is that to, you, most of the time, and especially when you read people's websites and mission statements and vision statements, they've done a copy paste of something because it kind of looks good and it's something that they've seen that they think they should have. Um, yeah. But maybe just think about it and actually yeah. think, you know. And and and, to, and and it's spot on. And to, to my point, you know, just going through the motions, you know, don't just go through the motions because you have to have a website or you yeah. have to do this, you have to do that. Really think about it because, again, you've got to remember your clients, your prospective clients are sitting there looking at you and they're, they're judging you without even meeting you. Yeah. And if, if you've just got, and I, I love this other one, you'll, you, you'll know more about this, is that sort of, you know, still photography that's obviously been purchased. That oh yeah, uh, stock imagery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stock imagery that yeah. just doesn't fit. Yeah. Not just with the industry that they're in, but with the the culture of their business or the ethos of their business. They've they've just purchased without even thinking. And I think that's that's the real issue is that a lot of the judgment, a lot of judgment is made without actually even meeting you. And mm. you you get one chance at this. Yeah. Because there's that little button on your computer that just switches and swipes off to another. Uh, your competitors yeah. and they'll just look for something else to to find a reason to purchase with them as opposed to purchasing with you and that's what it's about and, and I think that the mistake we're sort of going off piste a little bit but I think the mistake businesses make is to sell the product or the service rather than sell themselves you know because yeah. un unless you have a product or a service that is 100% unique and nobody else has got it which you know look at you Unless you have that, then you are going to have competitors and people will make a judgment call as to who to buy from because they already know they want the thing, right? So um, yeah. I think that the pitch on the website and the language that you use as an individual or a business is key to that. And that's the thing that I believe gets missed a lot. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think it's it's so true. And, and just getting back onto brands and the individuals, the humans running mm. around, you know, we've been seeing a lot of businesses recently where the CEO and MD have got out and, you know, they've got in, in touch and, and involved with politics. They've got in touch with either some sort of social engineering. And that does have, uh, I think there's some good and bad that comes with that because obviously the, the brand itself, if, if that is true reflection or if it's a true reflection of the entire employee or workforce group, then yep. fine. But if there is fractures in amongst that, that's only going to cause more more issue for the culture of that business, and also too, it'll come across very inauthentic. And I, look, I, I, I say this a lot around audiences; they're very smart. Yes, audiences and your future prospects are very smart. They pick up on everything. Mm. They can hear it in the tone of your voice. They can see it in your body language, and that's why it's so important as a CEO, as an MD, as a business owner, to be out there in front of the media because. It's, it is a chance for you to not just sell that product and widget that you have, but, you know, sell yourself, mm. put yourself in front of your future clients and also to your current clients because it just reinforces why they use you. Yeah. So it's so important for the CEO and MD to get, get out from behind the desk. It is. And you know what? I hate to go on about the C word, COVID, because it's so far away now. But um, I think since then it's been proven that people are just after more real real talk, real chat, more authenticity. People have gone back to the corner, st corner store retailer. Um, online sales have dipped in the last 
12 months because people want that human connection and that authenticity and and so that i guess and i hate to say it because i'm an ad guy from way back but that that plasticness that inauthenticity of the paid advertisement which is clearly a paid advertisement is becoming less effective now than telling your story and that's what it's, it's about storytelling it you know telling your story in person one-to-one to your target market to the people oh i love that i, I do love that and, and just to even go off onto another tangent there, Richard, because we're very good at this, <laughs> is, the, is the, uh you know, this is wine country here in South Australia, is why is it that a bottle of wine always tastes better when you've purchased from the cellar door oh, yeah. as opposed for from Dan Murphy's? And it's as simple as this. You met either the person across from the bar, you met the, the winemaker potentially, you met the people that are part of it. It reminds you of your holiday. Yeah. It reminds you of that experience. And boy, that wine tastes amazing. Yeah. But there is nothing. There's no story behind just purchasing from Dan Murphy's. Mm. I hope they're not a sponsor of your podcast. I wish. But, you know, it, 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 you need some storytelling to go with it. You need yeah. a narrative. And that's what all CEOs, business owners should be thinking about is, what is my story? Yeah. What can I, how can I express what I do in story? And, uh, and that, that's what people are going to remember. So how do you help people and how do, how do people get in touch with you? And how do, you get in, how do they get involved? Look, Media Stable, yeah, uh, it's been around for 11 years. It's, it's, uh, we, we've been almost to a point where we're, we're invitational. Um, we've, we've sort of built up a reputation. Obviously, like every other business, referrals are, are wonderful as well. But um, look, we take on the experts and brands. So brands tend to come to us as well, but mm. we kind of get them off that just let's just flog the brand. Let's, let's, let's flog your CEO let's, yeah. you know, and whip them in and put them into the media, dip them in, get them in in place where they can reach audiences that are their target market, but also to a wider market because we, we want to go as broad as we possibly can. Mm. Uh, for some niche businesses that are out there, you might be in a particular field or sector that is only for certain publications. But look, oh, we, we, we take people's stories, we take their opinions, we take their positions, and we find stories there for them and place them within the media. Media comes to us as well, yep. looking for the expert of the future, looking for a new yarn, looking for an expert to match their story. Yep. And that's where we, we kind of are the bridge to, to connecting these uh, experts, business owners to mm. the media. And that's right across radio, television, print and online media. So what's the first step for a business owner that wants to get that exposure with you? First and foremost, want to do it. You want to do it because you know what you've realised. Uh, my traditional means and methods haven't been working. I might want to test a, another another service other than just your sort of run of the mill public relations company. And you've got to want to be in there. You also got to know the media that you you kind of want to be in. Mm. Um, one of the first assessments that we do with all of our experts at Media Stable is that we go well. What's your ideal media? Where do you want to be? And funny story, Richard, a lot of people, I reckon five years ago, they all wanted to be on the project. Oh, really? I haven't heard once God. this year anyone wanting to be on the project. Yeah, so, sorry, budget. Channel 10. Um, but, you know... Is that, that because, is that that because that, people are looking for an actual audience or...? Partly, <laughs> but oh, oh, double sorry, Channel 10. Um, but, you know, the, they... They, they have the beliefs. They, they think they know where their audiences are sitting, where they where they are. And for a lot, Channel 10's The Project was so popular 
but it's it has it's changed and this is the nature of media that it's a continual changing mechanism it it it, it moves very i won't say it, it won't it moves quickly but it's quick enough for us to keep up with it and you kind of need experts and commentators like us or, or experts yeah. in the media space just to keep up with it yeah but um Look, I always say for the first one, make sure that you want to do it. The second point we always tell people, you've got to be good at it. Yep. You've got to be available. And and by available, I mean, don't drop a $10,000 keynote or a, you know, a, a big client just to do uh, 3AW Neil Mitchell. What I'm saying is, you know, really make yourself available to media. If a journalist is calling, give them the five or 10 minutes. It's yep. generally what it is. And it's just your IP uh that's the thing but being good at it as well it's not about as i say the perfect delivery it's just be good at it be be you know, know deliver your, your natural human your your very essential self yeah and know your stuff and know your content know your subject matter uh, nick so our, our you know is the first step uh to in, in terms of getting involved would that be to register on the um the, the, the experts registry well, expert registry is a different kind of business, and I think it's a great start. It's, a, mm. it's an online media training uh, platform that gives you uh, a whole series of um, uh, modules to work through from the from construction of content uh, to how to work with the media, to, to execute the media, and then also to the amplification of it later, sort of giving you that full media cycle. Yeah. So, but the best thing about expert registry, it gets you a profile. Yes. That is one of the things that is sort of uh, holds a lot of people back. Media wants to talk to you, you the business owner, but they don't know who you are. Sure. And they're not going to Google you. They're not going to LinkedIn you. They're not going to do anything like that. So it's these profiles that you do need to fill out so that we as a business can deliver it to the media, hand, you know, pack it up so it's ready for them to use. Yep. So expert registry is a great start. If you're a little further down your track, if you're a little bit more experienced and also to your uh, you really want to accelerate and be more proactive with the media, then media stable is your option. Perfect. You and I could talk all night, Nick, but give us your contact details, give us your website, and um, I'm going to thank you for being on. Ah, mediastable.com.au, expertregistry.com.au, and uh, best email to get me is nick, N-I-C, at mediastable.com.au. And my favourite place is actually LinkedIn. So look, hit me up on LinkedIn. We all love a bit of LinkedIn. Uh, thank you so much, Nick Hayes. I know how busy you are. So uh, thanks for joining me today. Thank you, Richard. This has been the Nine Step Brand Builder with me, Richard Miller. For more information, go to my website. It is chrisband.co. And we'll talk next time.